welcome to this, the 10th in a rambling series, Talking Terminal. Thanks to everybody who emailed me or spoke to me about the contents of the last few podcasts and gave me some ideas which I will incorporate for the future. Meantime, enjoy today's glorious episode. I'm going to start with some discussion or at least me talking about my hospital experiences over the last couple of weeks. They weren't entirely fun, I have to say. About four weeks ago, I had an infusion in my right arm, which seems to have leaked rather than gone into the vein, which has caused me enormous pain. And I did mention this rather late in the day and was told basically to grin and bear it and think of the good it was doing me, which I wasn't overwhelmingly happy about. A couple of weeks later, it still hurt an enormous amount and was swollen, which it never has been in the past. And I did ring the helpline that the hospital provides for oncology patients and was told after some consultation to go to an accident and emergency hospital, which is not the one where I get my oncology. Absolutely fine. I like the hospital. It's where I had some major surgery undertaken. Obviously, you become very attached to places that cut you open. I spent about six or eight hours there, and at the end of it wasn't that much the wiser, other than the fact that clearly the infusion site had got some sort of leak. And what I've discovered later is that the stuff that I'm infused with is really quite a poisonous chemical. Hence, I have what the oncologists describe as chemical burns in my hand, which have led me to be very uncomfortable indeed. This, quite frankly, led me to being rather anxious about having the next infusion, which occurred about a week after I've recorded this podcast. In fact, nothing could have gone more smoothly. Having talked to the consultant oncologist, described the experiences I had, the next infusion, the one I just had, was clearly the best. Smooth, no pain, didn't take six hours, only took about two and a half with a couple of flushes either end. And the staff, as always, truly delightful. So it was, for a nasty experience, a really good one. After the infusion, things aren't necessarily as comfortable. And certainly in this particular week, I've really experienced some fatigue, some things called peripheral neuropathy, where my fingers and toes get a little bit pins and needly and a bit fumbly. And I also, and this is a regular experience with the chemotherapy tablets I take for 14 days after the infusion, have some quite disturbed stomach experiences, which I'm certainly not going into in a public podcast, but I will leave to your rather vivid imaginations. I trust if you're listening to this, you must have some sort of imagination, either that or you continue to have problems sleeping. In the UK this week, it's been exceptionally hot, 30 degrees plus certainly in London, and that left me even more uncomfortable during this week. The week actually has quite a lot of fatigue about it. I certainly experienced quite a deep level of fatigue about days four, five and six into this treatment. I understand because the treatment works by inhibiting cell reproduction. Now, the good news is it inhibits cancerous cell reproduction, but it also inhibits other cell reproduction, including blood cells, which do have some quite a big impacts both on fighting infection, 
there's much greater risk of fighting infection and an overwhelming sense of fatigue for some days. It does bounce back, but while it occurs, it's quite an uncomfortable and more discomforting feeling than anything else. So my ability to do some of the other things I'd wanted to do, walk, talk, I suppose, and certainly write some more music has been somewhat limited. But you don't escape that easily. And here is an example of a piece that I did write very late at night after a whole day of basically being fatigued. I hope you enjoy it. It's a bit doleful, but there you go. So what do you think of that? Let me know if you have any views. Just email me and I would much appreciate hearing from you. So I thought I might have a quick cant around the issue of release from lockdown. This on the basis that the government announced some five days before this podcast was recorded that we would be released from quite a lot of lockdown on the 4th of July. And the government's been fairly criticised for having announced it so early. I don't agree with that. I think you can't set pubs and restaurants and hotels and zoos and various other places up to begin to be prepared to receive members of the public without giving them some notice. The difficulty seems to be that, having made the announcement, many people have assumed that lockdown has already ended. And in the UK, we've begun to see large crowds of people gathering on coastal beaches, for example, and in some of the inner cities, both in the north and the south. The challenge is whether law enforcement is willing to do anything about it without using an extra heavy hand. There is a sense in which the white bourgeoisie sitting in central London parks are fine, but black kids somewhere in Notting Hill or in an inner city area of Leeds, uh, somehow given really a very different sort of time. And getting that balance right is going to prove to be really important, not just pre-lockdown, but post-lockdown. Because what's quite clear too is that there will need to be some local lockdowns. Evidence emerges that in Leicester, a city that has an enormous range of broad ethnic minorities, poverty, marvellous cultural diversity, there's some real evidence of an increase in the number of people acquiring the virus. And it looks like the government is contemplating a local lockdown there. Whether they do so or not, who knows? Alongside that, it's noticeable, certainly in the East London area in which I live, that the local park backing onto our lovely garden is very full of people both day and night. The park closes at 8pm, but that doesn't stop people clambering over the low railings and continuing to enjoy themselves. And there's very little enforcement going on, very little discouragement. There are mainly groups of 
four to eight people gathering, but there are also larger gatherings of 20 to 40 in apparently socially distant circles, but nevertheless way above the numbers that currently are allowed. For me, there's an ethical debate in the middle of this, and I wonder whether people gathering appreciate the risk, not that they place themselves in, but the risk they place others in, particularly those people who are either vulnerable through illness or through age or both. And I do really wonder whether people who haven't hit those sorts of awkward moments appreciate the difficulties they pose for others. My fear is that as the lockdown ends, there will be a split in the communities with a group of people who are very conscious of the risks to themselves and others, and others that will just carry on with alacrity and not give consideration to the impact their behaviour could have on, on others more vulnerable than themselves. And that's a real moment in a society's ability to mature and consider each other. And I suspect in the UK, we aren't quite there yet. Before we finish, I wanted to mention a book I've been kindly given called The Rat Line by Philippe Sands, who is the author of East West Street. And The Rat Line is about love, lies and justice on the trail of a Nazi fugitive. It's fact, not fiction, so the end is pretty clear before you start reading it. But it is a really fascinating description of tracking down exactly what happened to one of the most unpleasant and yet contradictorily complex people involved in Nazi Germany in the 1930s and 1940s. And the wraparound about his family going forward, about the myths and truths around this man are most interesting. And in many ways, because Philippe Sands lays it out so clearly, so lucidly, he's a barrister at Matrix Chambers. He's a professor of law at University College London and he writes impeccably. There is a really strong sense of the way in which justice and injustice muddle together. So, I hope you've enjoyed this particular podcast, the 10th in a rambling series. I look forward to you joining me in the 11th and I hope you are having a great, great week. 